morning, ladies and gentlemen. This is WTBR 89.7 FM, Pittsfield's Community Radio, and you're listening to Stuff, a show about tips, hints, hacks, a joke or two. Listen in every Thursday morning. Here we go. Good morning, Good Liz. morning, Bev. How are ya? I'm good. As fine. You're Bev. Mm-hmm. I'm Lynn. And together we are Stop! Stop! And it's Thursday. <laughs> it's Thursday. <laughs> it always is. <laughs> <laughs> it is. And this this show is being is somehow sometime in March. <laughs> but who knows? It might be September. <laughs> if you listened before, yeah. thank you. If you're going yes. to listen in the future, thank you. If you're gonna listen right now, thank you. <laughs> And did you have coffee? I did. Why? I did not. I did not have coffee. I wish I had a coffee. Sometimes I get such a craving for a coffee. If I don't drink my coffee, I get a really bad headache. Yes, you've told me that before. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm glad that you did. I drink decaf. Why? That's not um, real coffee. I know. It's just, you know, <laughs> coffee is kind of the experience. There's times when I'll make a cup of coffee yeah. and I won't even drink it. It's just the whole idea. My mother would make a cup of coffee and let it sit all day long and drink it when it was ice cold. It was cold? Yeah. Ugh. And she didn't have the, the, the ability to heat it up in a microwave. No, she had a black cast iron stove. It, oh. <laughs> Fueled with wood. Fueled with wood. Uh-huh. So she was a hard worker because she had to put that in there. No, we were just poor. You know what? <laughs> I think that's a wonder. I know this sounds very strange, but that's a wonderful way to grow up. I loved it. Yeah. I wanted one when I got my own place, but they don't make them they anymore. They don't make them anymore. Well, you could go build on a mountain somewhere and be self-sufficient. and you Build my own stove? Your whole house. <laughs> and live there and, and eat, live off the land and, and eat all the animates and the varmints. I don't know what animates are, but they like animals and varmints mixed together. Have, haven't gotten, haven't go gotten to that point. Kill no. something nope. and drag nope. it home. As I am the convenience queen. I know you are. <laughs> I think of you so much. <laughs> if I can put it in the microwave, it's I'm so, happy. It's so cool. And I think you should write a cookbook. <laughs> I used to cook, and I used to be a really good cook. It's just that I don't like the mess. You don't like the mess. And, and the preparation and the cleaning. And the preparation. And the, mm. You don't like any of it. No. You just want... I just want the food. Just get it done. Yeah. I think you should write a cookbook. I want one of those things like on Star Trek where you just say, Oh. Earl Grey Hot, please. Yes. And now. it appears. And little, yes. And you slide up the little door and there it is. There it is. Or you pick a little pill. Wasn't there a show where you pick a little pill and you put it in the door, you close it, you push a button, and when you open it, there's a turkey dinner in there? Holy moly. <laughs> yeah, was that on Lost in Space or one of those? See, then I could eat it because it would be synthesized. Oh. It wouldn't be real. It, it, but it's supposed to be real. It, well, it's supposed to make you think it's real. Make you think it's real. Oh, turkey dinner. Man, that's my favorite meal next to crab legs. Turkey dinner, mm. stuffing and all that. It could be Thanksgiving every day for me. And I know it's not for you. No. And that's, that's okay. okay. That's okay. <laughs> that's okay. That's fine. I can live without it. Absolutely. I'm dairy-free. I can live without it. Whoa. I can. I it's eat amazing. Yogurt, but that's about it. I eat yogurt. So when you're dairy-free, what I've been told is you can eat yogurt. And I do eat yogurt. It's a different type of dairy. It has to be Um, flavored. So if it's not flavored, you can put granola in it, and then you can put honey in it. 
I put a lot of stuff in it. Do you? I would, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I love tons of stuff in my yogurt. You name it, I'll put it in Do there. Do you realize... I don't think a show has gone by where we're not talking about food. food. <laughs> Maybe we should rename it. Food stuff. Food stuff. <laughs> but I know that you have a fact or fiction, truth or, di- truth or lie. I do. I do. Yes. And I want to hear it. And this is find the real news. And there's two of them. And one of them says, I'm on the wrong page. No. Okay. Animal rights activists wants to marry a chimpanzee solely for the purpose of protecting a zoo chimp named Betty. A local animal rights activist wants to marry her. Is that true or false? Or, number two, elephants deserve legal personhood. New lawsuit argues in Connecticut. In an effort to protect zoo elephants from further exploitation, an animal rights group is suing to grant them legal personhood. (laughs) One of those is true. Oh, you're killing me. (laughs) They're both bizarre. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. I don't know which one I would pick. Okay. Oh, you don't know yet. Oh, I know. But I mean, if I didn't, I don't know. I don't know either. I... I (laughs) Yeah, don't know. But we will find out. Yes, you will. Later on in the show. Mm-hmm. So you know what I have? What do you have? I have a tick a tick identification card. My husband brought this home yesterday, and he brought home a stack of them. And they're like little credit cards, and it's a tick identification card with all pictures of ticks. And Ooh. the actual size of the tick, yeah. and then information on the back about ticks. So you can get these for free and pass them out this summer, starting in spring. You can go to Uh mass.gov slash dph slash tick. And you can get these little cards. And if you'd like to call, you can call them at 617-983-6800. It's the Massachusetts Department of Public Health. And it is a little tick card that you can carry around in your pocket if you happen to be an outdoorsy kind of person. Cool. I like it. I'd probably have better luck getting a tick ticket than I would a <laughs> vaccine ticket. <laughs> I know. Oh, my god! You're having a hard time. Yes. Yes. I got my first one. I'm a, I'm a shot taker. Oh, you did get your first one? Yes. Tell me about it. It was fine. Didn't even feel it. My arm was achy. That was it. Really? Now I go for my second one. I don't know what that will what will happen um but trying to get um mark one is it's been almost a week you're not older than he is i am 10 months older oh that's that's yeah but he has two or more corbid yeah sure comorbidities okay um he's not quite 65 correct Mm -hmm. so it, but but uh, it, it's been a struggle, and I know it's it's a the whole process. And I've said this before: we have to be very patient and very forgiving because it's a process that has never been done before. And I think a lot of it's trial and error as far as distribution. I don't know all the details. I just, in my own mind, have to say, just be patient. Cut him a break. Well, you are lucky because you've had your first one, so you know the second one's available. Correct. B- 
people like us, we have no idea. Right. They give. They say the place is open for the whole week, Monday through Friday, and then they only give you two days to choose a date. Where? Northampton. So I see every time I look, I see no appointments available. Ay vey. Uh, but maybe Northampton, maybe Greenfield. But I, she, do you want to drive that far? Greenfield is more like for Franklin. And yes. Pittsfield is more like for Berkshire. Yes. And I don't live in Berkshire. Correct. So you would be going to Northampton. I am not a Berkshireite. I'm so sorry. That's all right. You're close <laughs> enough. What do you have to offer us today? Oh, my gosh. In March, March 4th, National Pound Cake Day. Ooh. I love pound cake. Do you remember cake. when we were talking about pound cake? The best way to figure out how to make a pound cake is you just add a pound of everything you want a to put in the cake. A pound of everything. Yes. <laughs> and you can also put in um, a ginger ale. Ginger ale? Yes. There's a recipe for, for uh, yes, ginger, ginger ale. Instead of water? Ginger ale. Oh. Yes. And I don't know why it's good, but Jeannie Robertson, who's a comedian, she has this whole story about pound cake when she told her husband to go to the store and get the ingredients for pound cake because yeah. every she's Southern, uh-huh. and every time someone passes, then they have a moment of silence. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and they bake pound cake. Uh-huh. So she sent her husband, Left Brain, that's his name, Left Brain, <laughs> to get the ingredients for the pound cake. So she he came home and he had he had seventeen bottles of ginger ale. He what? had he, so what had happened was she numbered the items. <laughs> so when he went to the grocery store he didn't realize that it wasn't five dozen eggs. Oh, it was number five word. dozen eggs. That is funny. So, that yeah. is so funny. She's a very funny lady, Jeannie Robertson. She's uh-huh. very funny. She was, uh, she was in the Miss America, Miss America pageant, <laughs> and she didn't win Miss America, but <laughs> but she was was in it, and she is just hilarious. I'll have to look her up. Yeah, Jeannie Robertson. I got a lot of trivia. I like trivia. Yeah. Bunches of different kinds of trivia. And we're going to talk with a southern accent the whole time because we're... And we do apologize. It just comes out so naturally, you know? I wish I could do all accents. Isn't that right? We should have an accent day where you try to do all the accents you know, and I can do the one I know. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, don't limit yourself, sweetie. Okay. Go ahead. What you got? Trivia. You were going to do some trivia. You want me to do some trivia? Sure. Okay. Do you know that the most successful pirate in history was a woman named, now I'm not sure, but it looks like it's Ching Shia. She was a prostitute in China. That was until the commander of the Red Flag Feet bought her and then married her. But rather than just viewing her as a wife, her husband considered her his equal, and she became an active pirate commander. She soon earned the respect of all the other pirates. After he died, she became captain of the fleet. And under her leadership, they had 300 warships, a possible 1,200 more support ships. She even had a possible 40,000 to 80,000 men, women, and children under her control. They terrorized the waters around China. And it was such a fearsome band of raiders that the Chinese government eventually pardoned her and her entire fleet 
just to get them off the high seas. What a life. What a story. <laughs> yeah. They would make a, a movie. S- yeah, that would make a great movie. Yeah. Coming from what she was and then that and being being a captain of a the fleet. A fleet and but being feared. The government even feared her enough that they said, Okay, you can go. <laughs> yeah, you can go. Go, go, go. Yeah. <laughs> go, go, go. Go. <laughs> go man go. That would make a great movie. I'd watch that. I would. Yeah. Yeah. So March fourth is also is also National Hug a GI Day. It's National Aww. Grammar Day. It's Marching Music Day. It's Multiple Personality Day. I have that. That's the fifth. Oh. See, I'm on the wrong day, too. I told you. Then the fifth is like National Cheese Doodle Day. Ooh. Then you have... Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Cheese Doodle? Cheese Doodle Day. What's a cheese doodle? I like saying that. National Cheese Doodle Day. What is that? It's a cheese doodle. Those. What's a cheese doodle? Those things in a bag that, that are like uh, snacks, and they're they're crunchy, and they're shaped like a... Oh, those like powdery overgrown toenails. Oh, <laughs> they're horrible. Oh, oh. They get the cheese all over your fingers, and they're off. I hate them. Well, then why sell? Well, it's them? national. <laughs> Maybe they're trying to help. Okay. National Unplugging Day. The National Day of Unplugging is That's March fifth. That's hard. Everyone than I is thought. supposed to unplug, and then on the same day you have National Dress in Blue Day. Oh. On the sixth, you have National Oreo Day. Yum, yum. And also, after you eat your Oreo, the same day is National Dentist Day. <laughs> That's I can't make, I don't make day. this up. Here's one for you, my dear. Oh? March 6th. Yeah? National Frozen Food Day. That is definitely for me. <laughs> I'm going to send you a card. <laughs> I bought a big freezer. I need to stuff it. There you go. National Frozen <laughs> Food Day. Maybe they'll have frozen food sales. Oh, wouldn't that be bliss? That'd be so... <laughs> Yes, that would be bliss. <laughs> I, I do believe so. Oh, I could go on and on. Oh, okay. Uh, oh. There are also female gladiators. Did female you know that? Gl- no. A female gladiator was called the gladiatrix or gladiatresses for plural. They were rarer than their male counterparts, the, mm-hmm. but they served the same purpose of executing criminals. Fighting each other and fighting animals in Rome's various fighting pits. So they have to wear gladiator protection gear. They have to wear the gladiator Think outfit. Zena. So how how do you go to the bathroom? <laughs> <laughs> you with disemboweled all of that armor no. on, with all of that on. They don't. They hardly wore anything at all. Oh, oh, the gladiators. Yeah. What am I thinking of? of? I don't know. Do you know they wore the 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 thing with the thing over their face? Like 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 beekeepers? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're talking about fencing. Fe- no, no, no. The guys that rode the horses with the big long spears and they had all this metal armor the on the 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 armor, the metal, the metal yeah, face yeah, guard, yeah, yeah. the metal hat. No, that's not a gladiator. Oh, that's not a gladiator. Thanks. Okay. Oh, well, yes. all right. Okay. Speaking of pee, <laughs> I'm so I do hate that word. I grew up with a different word. So P E A. 
P-E-E. <laughs> oh, that, wee-wee. Yes, we're talking about that. So get this. Yes. It's, it's definitely peeing in a pool is definitely unsanitary. It may seem harmless for your health. After all, urine is sterile, <laughs> as is chlorine. So it, as it turns out, though, urine and chlorine create dangerous chemicals when combined. Oh, my In word. fact, that so-called pool smell... Uh-huh. is actually the scent of those chemicals. An environmental chemistry professor, who con- his name is Zing Fang Li, he is a professor who conducted research on the topic. This is from NPR. I okay. did not okay. make this up or find it anywhere weird. This is not true One of fiction. those chemicals called cyanogen chloride is classified Cyanide. as a chemical war- warfare agent and can damage your heart and your lungs. <gasps> Other byproducts called nitrosamines can even cause cancer. So it's all that chemical. Just for my whiz, huh? <laughs> could kill the whiz. You got to kill the whiz. My son has a saltwater pool. Really? Yes. So I've, I've actually heard of several people that have been doing saltwater pools. So when you go underwater and if you happen it's to drink salt some water. In? It's salt water. Why? And because you don't have to use all the chemicals. It stays real clean. Oh. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's real clear. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. So, there you okay. go. Don't pee in the pool. Please don't. Mm-mm. The UK government collected postcards as intelligence for the D-Day landings. Starting in 1942, the BBC issued a public appeal for postcards and photographs of mainland Europe's coast, from Norway to the Pyrenees. This was an intelligence-gathering exercise initiated by Lieutenant General Frederick Morgan. He was searching for the hardest beaches to defend. The postcards were sent to the war office and helped form part of the decision to choose Normandy as the location for the eventual D-Day. All from a postcard. All from a postcard. You never know. Mm-hmm. I wonder where they are. They're... Somewhere. Somebody. Well, if it was done in England mostly, then they probably have it. It's probably in a museum. UK government, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So here's a thing. When you breathe Which I hope you do profusely. I do, as often as I can think about it. Okay. When you breathe, you might think that your nostrils share the workload when it comes to inhaling and exhaling. Of course when your mouth is shut. Mm -hmm. And while they do it's not quite in the way that you might expect. Am I going to get afraid? Uh-uh. Okay. You actually inhale and exhale through one nostril at a time. What? According to a definitive research published in the journal Mayo Clinic Proceedings in 1977, every few hours the active nostril will take a break <laughs> and the other one will take over that until is- they ultimately switch back again. Put your finger under your nose and try it. Prepare to be amazed. You only breathe through one nostril at (gasps) a time. Isn't that crazy? My right one has given me air and my left is like, I don't, I'm just not my day. The thing I can't believe is that one nostril decides to take a break. I know what causes it to take a break. And it's you got wonder a little more if hair there's in a little. 
if there's a little conversation going on in there saying, hey, Charlie. Excuse me. <laughs> Charlie, I'm going to take a lunch break. Well, I'll be since, back. <laughs> since I broke my nose, doesn't that mean that the other nostrils oh. should be more active? I don't know. I don't think. I don't. I don't know. I only know what we read. Hey, Is Charlie, that's something. Yeah, Charlie, gotta call a wife. Well, that reminds me of the dogs. <laughs> Remember, we said we were talking about dogs who only sniff with one nostril when they yes. go through. Yes. Yes. We are weird. We weird, are weird, 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 alien weird. people. Weird. It's fun though. Fun and weird. That is fun. Oh, Germany uncovers oh. two thousand tons of unexploded bombs every year. Over the course of World War II, the Allied armies dropped roughly 2.7 million tons of bombs over Nazi-occupied Europe. Half of them landed in Germany. Before any construction work can begin in Germany, the ground must undergo extensive surveys to look for unexploded ordnance. And then I would imagine they have to be careful. Uh-huh. And then do they have to explode them? They have to take somewhere. them out and explode them. Yep. Somewhere. Yep. Out in the middle of the ocean or somewhere. Oh, the poor fishies. <laughs> I guess I didn't think about that. I guess I was kind of protecting people. Because <laughs> my mind was like, oh, the poor people. I want to kill people. Okay. So, Hi. so get this. What? So this has been this has been posted in the Quarterly Journal of Experimental Psychology. Experimental psychology—that <laughs> says so much. Men are more forgetful than women. Yay! Numerous studies dedicated to comparing the memory abilities of men and women consistently prove that men are more forgetful than women. Wow. One 2015 study published by the Quarterly Journal of Experimental Psychology hypotheses that this could hypothesizes that this could be due to the varying brain structures of men and women, specifically that the hippocampus, uh -huh. which is the part of the brain associated with memory, uh -huh. begins to decrease in volume faster <gasps> in men than <gasps> in women. Yeah, so I That's guess men, why. get yourself a good woman that can yeah. remember all your stuff. That's why when you send them to the store and he only comes back yes. to half. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Did you get my, oh, no, I forgot. I forgot that. Did you ask anybody where it was? No. 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 No, I just forgot. Okay. During World War I, I, I there is a theme here, but it's not really. The French built a fake Paris. Oh, now, you've been to Paris. I have. Complete with a replica, Champs-Élysées, is that how you say it? Champs-Élysées. And Garde du Nord. The, I don't know what that is. Okay. This fake Paris was <gasps> built by the French towards the end of World War II. It was built as a means of throwing off German bombers and fighter pilots <gasps> over French skies. It also even had a fake railway that lit up at certain points to provide the illusion from above of a train. Moving along the tracks. Where did they build it? Didn't say. So how could they build a fake Paris? And don't the pilots know where the real Paris is? Well, these are is? the German pirate pilots that are flying So they over. don't know. They might not know the geography well enough. Oh, my gosh. The U.S. Or no, Russia used to build. Now, I, underground cities or towns that resembled American places so that they could live there and matches, watches kind of thing, imitate us, whatever you want to call it. 
and learn how to be an American? Mm -hmm. That's just so bizarre. So, so they could use that during the war. Oh, that's so bizarre. Mm -hmm. oh, so, so, I. How long ago was that? World War Two. So that One. little fake city is gone. World War One, probably. Probably. Yeah. Be interesting. That would be a real tourist attraction. Are you sure you didn't go to the real one? Or oh, the fake one? now I'm wondering. <laughs> I don't know. Hasta la vista. I don't know. And that's not even French. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Oh, gosh. So, ticks, ticks, ticks. Ticks, ticks, ticks. There are plenty of food allergies out there, but few are the result of an insect bite. In a strange growing trend, some people who got bitten by the lone star tick developed sudden allergies to red meat, huh. according to the American College of Allergy, Asthma, and Immunology. Beef, lamb, pork, and goat, which are technically, <laughs> technically classified as red meats, can make people with this allergy experience vomiting, cramps, difficulty breathing, and hives. In severe cases, it can cause the person to stop breathing entirely. For some people, the allergies fade over time, but for others, it is permanent. And they found this if you got bitten by a lone star tick. Do you think PETA's behind this? PETA? Like bread? Like no. the PETA bread? No, 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 no. <laughs> Protection of good bread. You open it. You put of scrambled eggs and peppers and onions inside. Protection for the treatment of animals. Uh, I I it don't. Be a way to make people vegetarian. I guess. I guess you would be a vegetarian real fast. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It says it's a sudden allergy. Wow. Yeah. I've never heard of it. Ticks, ticks, ticks. Tisk, tisk, tisk. How much did you weigh when you were born? Eight pounds, eight and a half ounces. Though it's hard to tell whether a person will develop allergies, scientists have found that it is possible to determine an infant's likelihood of developing childhood food allergies or eczema based on one thing. What? Birth weight. Really? In a 2019 meta-analysis from the University of Adelaide, researchers found that for each kilogram increase in birth weight, there was a 44% increase in the risk of childhood food allergies, and a 17% increase in the risk of eczema. Well, I'll tell you, I cannot do dairy. Isn't that interesting? Not easily. Nope. Interesting, interesting. Proves the point. Yeah. I was a fat baby. I was a fat baby, too. I had curly hair. I had no hair. <laughs> Till I was three. Wow. Yeah, but my ears were so big. They hit your head? <laughs> I was the ugliest. I was so ugly. Oh, I ugly. can't believe that. Oh, and my no. sister was beautiful. Oh, God, no. Big almond-shaped eyes. Yeah, I was. I looked like Charlie Brown. Oh. Yep. <laughs> oh. I'm sorry. It's okay. It was a long time ago. <laughs> They've developed makeup for me now. <laughs> ugly baby makeup. Oh, my God. That's like my mother telling me when I was 14. You better get used to using makeup. <laughs> I'm so fair. You couldn't see me, you know? Really? I, almost albino when I was a little really? kid. Yeah. Oh, my. My hair was almost white. Oh, my. Okay. A hundred <laughs> million years ago, let's leave this, the Sahara Desert was inhabited by galloping crocodiles. Galloping? Galloping. No. Back no. then, the Sahara Desert was a lush plain full of life and also full of predators. In 2009, fossil hunters 
found the remains of crocodiles. These remains had large land-going legs that were capable of galloping across the land at breakneck speeds and could easily snap up unlucky dinosaurs in their jaw. Ooh. Uh, yeah, they have very strong jaws. That's, that's, that's scary. That is scary. Galloping Galloping crocodiles. crocodiles. Doesn't say anything about alligators, just crocodiles. Crocodiles. Or it could be when the big flood happened, they just floated over to the desert, and when the water went away, they landed there. Hmm. Hmm. You just don't know. But you know what you do know? What do I know? Meat can make you smell. <laughs> so there's another good reason for your vegetarianism. Is that why I smell so purdy? You pretty. smell so purdy. <laughs> Meat can make you smell Carnivores beware. Though diet is not the only factor that affects natural body odor, a 2006 study published in the journal Chemical Senses found that consuming meat can have a huge effect on the attractiveness of your body odor. Participants who refrained from eating red meat were generally perceived as smelling more pleasant less intense, and more attractive overall. So you can tell a cannibal from right up close. That's pretty bad. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So if you're in an elevator. Oh, dear. And you can take it from there. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I don't even have to. No. Yeah. Chances are whoever that was had a big old burger for lunch. Wow. And probably a steak the night before and some pulled pork. And then the body sounds. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) say anything about that but (laughs) that's part of the odor okay yes all right Mm -hmm. did you know that fox tossing fox fox tossing was once a popular sport popular with europe's aristocracy during the 17th and 18th century fox tossing would involve a person or a couple throwing a fox as far and as high as they could now, there's no more information about this. That's so I it. don't know if they shot the fox, if they caught the fox, if they let it go, or what. Just that they tossed it. They tossed. They didn't toss it. They threw, they threw it. They threw it. They threw it. They flung it. As, now, first of all, how do you catch a fox in order to throw it? Uh-huh. And do foxes land on all fours like cats? I don't know. But they make good pets, I hear. But how terrifying for a fox. How terrifying, yeah. And I don't think I could throw any animal. No, there was a funny show on TV once that catapulted a cow. A cow? And then what happened when it landed? They must have had a net. It was the end of the series, and the show ended right before the the elephant. The cow did anything. It just went off the catapult. went off. No, I couldn't. No. No, you couldn't hunt a deer and shoot it between the no, eyes. No, <laughs> no, 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 couldn't. No, I, I have a friend who loves hunting so much he has to tell me he's going out looking for Bambi. Oh, that's terrible. Oh. Yes, and then he's going to come home and eat Bambi. Yes, he is. No, 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 nope, nope. So apples. Mm-hmm. As long as we're talking about food, mm-hmm. apple an apple a day can keep your claustrophobia in check. Really? This is from the Smell and Taste Treatment and Research Center. Alan Hirsch is the doctor in Chicago. Smelling a green apple can change your perception of space, making rooms feel larger than they really are. 
He conducted a 1995 experiment on the subject, and during his study, he also found that cucumbers have a similar effect, while the smell of barbecue has the opposite effect. Huh. Barbecue smoke makes you feel more claustrophobic. An apple will help your claustrophobia and a cucumber. That's a good thing to tell hospitals when you have to go into the MRI machine. <laughs> Give them an apple and a cucumber? Put an app. Put the scent of an apple oh, inside. Oh, an apple scent. Yeah. God didn't make like, those little green apples and it don't rain. Have you ever gone through rain. one of those? Yes. They're horrible. I don't mind them. They're tick, 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 tick. Yes. <laughs> bam, 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 bam. I don't open my eyes because I don't want to see that there's something right. I'm in a tube. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. I just keep my eyes closed. Wow. Yeah. I just think and, you know, lay there. Oh, what do you do? Yeah. Apple yeah. smell. Apple smell. So you that medical people good. out there, suggest that. Yeah. Okay. Tug of war used to be an Olympic sport. It was part of the Olympic schedule between 1900 and 1920 and occurred at five different summer Olympic Games. The nation to win the most medals in this was Britain with five, USA with three, while Sweden had one. France and the Netherlands had a silver medal and Belgium won a bronze medal. So tug of war. Tug of war. That'd be fun to watch that. You'd have to have the same amount of weight. Uh, I guess it would have to be... uh, Everybody would be responsible for their strongest, and that would have to be equal. I just want to see either the pit that's between them. Yes. Put it in crocodiles or fire. Just no. No. <laughs> no. No. That no. Spirits. Spin, no. Spits. No. 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 Let's go on to chinless. <laughs> so you have a chin. I have a chin. Everybody has a chin chin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Try to picture another animal besides human with a chin. You're probably not able to, right? An ape. Well, that's because humans are the only animals with chins. No. Now I want to look at a picture of an ape. Of course, other animals have jaws. But as anthropologist James Pompush told The Atlantic magazine, only humans have chins. Though scientists aren't entirely sure why we have this feature, one theory is that our chins make it easier for us to chew. Who knew? I have got to look that up now. No chins except us. We're, we're the... All right, all you chin-filled people out there. <laughs> Taking a break. Support for WTBR <laughs> comes from Greylock Federal Credit Union. Proud to support high school arts and sports programs to help our community thrive. Greylock Federal with locations throughout the Berkshires and online at greylock.org. And from BeFair. BeFair is one of the largest premier human service agencies in Berkshire County. If you're looking for services for a loved one or are interested in caring for the people we support, visit BeFair.org today for available opportunities. WTBR-FM, Pittsfield. That's us. That's us. Yes. Uh, So, this is our second half. This is. And I read the other day about different things that you can say to Siri on your phone. Oh, yeah? If you have Siri. Mm -hmm. And I tried some of them. Yeah? It's really funny. 
Yeah. So I'm just going to throw out a few, and you can try them if you have it. Okay. So you can say, um, what is your favorite movie? You can ask her to flip a coin, and she will tell you if it's heads or tails. <laughs> you can ask her to roll a die, and she'll tell you what's on the die. You can ask her what her... If you can say to her that I am your father. I won't tell you what what she responds because it kind of ruins it. I you am can your ask father. her mirror, mirror on the wall. Who's the fairest of them all? You can do that with Siri. Hey Siri, mirror, mirror on the wall. Who's the fairest of them all? You, my friend, are the fairest of all. <laughs> so there you How can ask you her, tell me a joke sing me a song knock knock joke what does the fox say you can say are you her you can say where is elvis presley in a pink cadillac is winter coming what's your favorite animal but the answers are funny what came first the chicken or the egg well we know now according to the bible it was the chicken the chicken yes what is the meaning of life? You can ask Siri all these questions. Just thought I'd throw it out there. That have some fun the next time you're sitting around and you're bored because we can't go anywhere. Can I can I can I ask Siri if I'm prettier than so and so and she can give me an answer to that? You can try it. Huh. Yeah. Well. Maybe that could be your challenge. Okay. Go home, ask Siri some things and write them down. I don't have Siri. And then how can you do you were so excited <laughs> your face lit up <laughs> okay okay animal rights activist wants to marry a chimpanzees or elephants deserve legal personhood according to a new lawsuit in connecticut so be thinking about that i'll tell you at the end of the hour all right so okay. i have some things about cars <gasps> yes yes so when you're we when you're wondering whether or not it's time to change your tires, mm -hmm, you mm -hmm. take a penny uh -huh. and you insert the penny into your tire's tread groove. Mm -hmm. Make sure that Abe Lincoln's head is upside down and facing toward you at the time. <laughs> at that time, this is important. If you can see all of Honest Abe's head, that means your tread depth is less than the recommended one sixteenth of an inch. Meaning that it's time to head to the store, no pun intended, <laughs> and pick up a few, uh, a, a new set of tires before you get yourself in some trouble. So, so if you don't see his head, you're, you're okay. Fine. Yeah. Cute little test. Yeah, okay. Yeah, just make sure you see his head. All right. All right. Russia. Russia. Ran out of vodka. Yes. Celebrating the end of World War II. If you ask somebody to name things that are quintessentially Russian, they'll probably say winter, communism, and of course, vodka. It should come as no surprise that after being punched almost all the way to Moscow by the Nazis, then fighting their way back to Berlin, the Russians were pretty elated when they heard the news of the Third Reich's fall. Jubilation and street parties engulfed the Soviet Union, lasting for days and days. Even non-drinkers saw this as a cause enough to join in with the revelry. That is, until all of the nation's vodka reserves ran out. Ooh. A mere 22 hours after the partying started. 22 hours and it was gone? It was gone. Oh, my gosh. The whole country. <laughs> it was gone? Everybody it was, was gone. sloshed? It was sloshed and nobody could get sloshier. Oh, yeah. 
I I I've I don't think I've ever had vodka. It's good, but I think it tastes like 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 alcohol. <laughs> A certain kind of alcohol, yeah. Just like drinking rubbing alcohol. No, 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 no. It's not that bad. It's not like that. No. Okay. The only thing Russian that I eat is Russian dressing. That's about. <sighs> that's it. that's it. Is there any Russian food? Sure. What is it? I don't what know. Would it be? I don't know either. That's good. Good. I don't know. Hey, if what? anybody out there has a Russian food idea, uh-huh. you can email this show. This, this particular one uh-huh. right here. We have our own email. We do. And it is stuffingforus at gmail.com. And we want to just thank everybody for your emails. We love the little tips and compliments and highs that we get and little smiley faces and yes, and yes. Good, good 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 tips because yes i tried vegetable the 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 sauce inside the stuffing mix yes and i liked it vegetable yes that yes. was one of our listeners that yep. talked about the vegetable broth that was really helpful it's tasty and it it's tasty too it's tasty too and it's tasty and mikey too. likes it yes <laughs> tasty too (laughs) icy windshield if you live in an area that has bad winters like Uh us Mm -hmm. sometimes you go out to your car in the morning and there's a thick layer of ice on your windshield that your defroster just can't seem to handle on its own other times it will be in your locks but do people really use locks anymore on their cars i don't need to because my car has a a starter where i push a button and yeah we don't usually there's no more key in the lock so yeah well it says Yeah. So it says you may think pouring hot water on your windshield would work, but it will only make it worse. Use vinegar and water mixed to get the ice away. So I got to say, I just use my scraper. Why don't you just cover it at night? Mark has a a special thing that goes over his windshield. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It fits his truck perfectly. Yep. And it. It's, he uses it every single time there's going to be snow or frost or rain or ice. or. And then you just get in the car and go. Get in the car and go. All right. That makes sense. Enough for that. Okay. All right. Adolf Hitler. Eh. The old man. Helped design the Volkswagen Beetle. Get out. Between Hitler and Ferdinand Porsche, or Porsche, the iconic and globally loved Beetle was designed as part of a Hitler-revived German initiative to create quote, the people's car, an affordable and practical car that everyone could own. In fact, the car manufacturer's name, Volkswagen, translates to English as people's car. So he did something good? I don't tell anybody. Yeah. Gas tank. Yeah, yeah. Gas tank. Uh Yeah, yeah. There's an accent right there. Yeah. Tell me about that. Yeah. <laughs> if you're driving a new car in particular. Mm-hmm. I am. You may have. Ah, yeah, that's right. She just bought a car. <laughs> well, you may have it. a hard time remembering which side your gas tank is on. If you, you shouldn't, however. Don't worry. That information okay. is right on your dashboard. It is. Oh, yes, yes. Just look at the fuel indicator and search for the little gas icon. Whichever side the arrow is pointing is the side of your car that your tank is on. That's right. That's right. The trick is particularly helpful if you're ever driving a friend's car Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. or you happen to be in a rental for a few days. Just look for the little arrow. 
when my husband first bought his car years ago, and I had to drive it someplace and needed to get gas, I could not find where the, the thing was inside the car in order to pop that little door. I called him on the phone. It was underneath the carpet on the driver's side. You had to lift up the carpet to find the little hook. It, they laughed at me. <laughs> they laughed and they laughed and they laughed. And I said, hey. Oh, who would put it under the who carpet? Who would put it under the carpet? Is That's it where a it was. secret? That's where it was. It's a secret. Must what else be. is under there? <gasps> I didn't want to find out. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Tablecloths. Tablecloths? Tablecloths. Does anybody use tablecloths anymore? I do. They are originally designed to be used as one big communal napkin. Oh, gosh. I don't do that. <laughs> tablecloths were originally designed to be used as one big napkin. Children wiping their mouths on tablecloths is a bugbear of many a nagging mother the whole world around. However, that was the original use. Guests were meant to wipe off their hands and faces on a tablecloth after a messy feast. To not do so would be considered bad table manners. So it would have to have long it would have to be long on the sides, mm -hmm. not not just a few inches. You'd right. have to have a tablecloth that goes way down, sheet like like a sheet. Yep. And then at the end of the meal, you would just use the piece of sheet at your corner or whatever. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. <laughs> I have to do that with my family. I got to get a king size sheet and say nobody gets any napkins. You just <laughs> Use your end of the tablecloth. The kids will love it. I'll bet, though, that you don't try to wash it. I bet you just throw it in the trash. No, I would wash it. Yeah? I also have tablecloths that I put on that the kids over the years, I have fabric markers. Uh -huh. And over the years, they get to write all over the tablecloth. They make designs. They play tic-tac-toe. They make drawings. Oh, they write happy birthday. Idea. They write their name. Yeah, so I, and, and it's Permanent marker, uh -huh. so I've washed them in cold water, and that doesn't come out. Aww. So the kids get to sit on a holiday and just write all over the tablecloth. That is cool. It really is. It's a fun thing. Yeah. So mm -hmm. this just happened to Mark. A flying rock hit his windshield, oh, and he gosh. got a little chip. Uh huh. What happened was, as you probably can guess, that thing traveled, and it oh. ended up it ended up being a crack right across. His oh, windshield, which he's had replaced. If a flying rock takes a large chip out of your windshield, the initial damage may be minimal. Soon, however, the chip can lead to long cracks that stretch across the entire surface. Professional windshield repair can be costly. Those looking for a do-it-yourself windshield sealant will find a temporary solution in the cosmetics aisle. Yeah. Fingernail polish serves an as an adhesive that can be used to stop to to stop the crack from spreading. Like stopping a run in your stockings? Correct. So oh you put the fingernail word. polish on the little tiny crack and hold and it'll hold off hopefully uh -huh. that it won't crack so until you, can get, you can get it fixed. Wow. I wish I had known that 3 weeks ago. It wouldn't have been as costly. Well, he still had to have it replaced, but still, but it wouldn't have been as dangerous, wow. because if you've got a crack across your wind across your windshield, I would imagine that's not a good idea. As long as there's not a person stuck on it, yeah. Yeah. So he had to make an appointment and all that had it fixed. Wow. Had it replaced. 
It is believed. It is. That roughly 97% of history. You don't say. Has been lost over time. Seriously. Chances are (laughs) you'll only remember 3% of the history facts when you tell your friends later. History's documentation is so subjective, not to mention all the lost historical accounts of the world, so it's no surprise that what we know is like only a snapshot of the whole thing. Written accounts of history started only 6,000 years ago. Modern humans first appeared around 200,000 years ago. So that's a 194,000-year gap. However, considering all the historical writings lost over the year when written history did exist... Makes the mind wonder. Big time. Mm. Big time. What was going on? Yeah. Wouldn't it be so cool to go back? I've said it a million times. Go back in time. Just pick an era. Go back for a day. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just just time travel. I oh. used to dream that I went back in time with a lot of money and I was very rich and could afford so much. And then it dawned on me that, no, that wouldn't work because our currency wouldn't be in fun. Oh, in, you were going to bring this currency. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that wouldn't work. No that, no, that wouldn't work at all. That's a mind bender kind of thing that you said um, about... Th- us not knowing so much. Uh-huh. There's so 100, much. 194,000 year gap. Wow. Who knows? Who Nobody knows. knows. Nobody knows. Nobody the knows the trouble, trouble I've seen. <laughs> windshield wipers, windshield wipers, back and forth and back and forth. And what do they do? They streak and streak and streak and streak. Do you have streaky ones? Not yet. I do. You know how you clean them? How? With alcohol, not vodka. Rubbing alcohol? Rubbing alcohol. Oh, okay. It says that you, it avoids, I think it's because if you go through the car wash and you ask for wax. Yeah. That doesn't just go on your car. It goes on the windshield. It goes on the windshield. I mean, not not your panels. It goes Uh on the windshield. Yeah. So that's what happens, I think, to mine. It builds up on the windshield wiper. So you just do some alcohol and a micro- Fiber cloth. So if you go through a wash, you should clean your windshields before you go anywhere? Doesn't Wax gets sprayed on. You don't see it. Yeah. But then when you, when, this is what I think, when it rains, the wax is on your windshield. Yep. And your windshield wipers. Yep. So is that what causes that? <laughs> oh, I hate that sound. <laughs> oh, that's awful. So I am going to try this. Okay. The rubbing alcohol. All right. I'll put a star next to that one. Okay. All right. America's National School Lunch Program of 1946 was due to World War II. America had just come out of a huge resource-depleting war. After all, it's no secret that food rationing in Britain continued until nine years after the war. This is due to the fact that the government realized by giving the children free meals, they would have a healthier draft pool if they ever needed it again. Always, there's always something. Isn't that sneaky? It's, I mean, it sounds so good until you get to the part like, sneaky. Oh, it's not for the welfare sneaky. of the child. It's for the welfare of the army. That's sickening. Isn't that sad? Yeah, that's sad. Mm-hmm. Now polish again. Okay. We go from sad to silly. Okay. This isn't really silly. If you have a little nick in the um, in your car door or a little chip of paint. Yeah. 
You can fix it according to this with nail polish. Okay. So you find nail polish that is the color of your car. That could be difficult. And you put a little tiny dot of nail polish on the spot. You clean the spot first. Why are you putting nail polish on if you have a little... If you have... If your paint's gone <coughs> or something? A scratch. A scratch. Okay, okay. Uh, you'll need to buff and sand it and then have it painted. But with nail polish, if yeah. you have a little tiny scratch, yeah. you just need to clean the area. Huh. Ah, that's scary. I would be afraid. I would be afraid. That contains acetone. Is that what As, it is? Acetone? Uh, uh, acetone? Is that acetone. in nail polish? Uh, something like that. Um, I'd just be afraid Wouldn't it would look like paint? a clump. Hmm. I know. I could do it on Mark's truck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not telling I could him test you said it. that. I can test it. I'm not telling him this. Maybe that would be my challenge. Oh, okay. <laughs> The fastest surgeon ever ended up causing a 300% mortality rate. The fastest surgeon? The fastest surgeon. Before anesthesia, speed was essential when performing surgery to minimize pain to the patient and also to ensure that they didn't have as much chance to writhe about during surgery. Surgeon Robert Liston was considered the fastest knife in the West. He was a pioneer in speed surgery. One time when performing a battlefield amputation in front of a group of spectators, Liston cut through his patient's leg so quickly that he accidentally cut the fingers off of his assistant. One man who witnessed the surgery was also caught by the doctor's knife. Upon feeling it tug on his coat and seeing blood splash on him, he collapsed and died of a heart attack. Then, to make matters worse... Liston's patient and his assistant died of blood poisoning from their joint amputation. Oh, oh, what a mess. <laughs> what? I hope that was his last surgery. I don't know. 300% mortality what rate. What a nightmare. You talk about a good movie. <laughs> Jaws couldn't compete. Oh, my. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Oh, Okay. Oh, gosh. Can you even imagine that? The horror in that operating room? The horror? It happened. It happened. It's a fact. Yes, it is. Tiny Dents. Isn't that a song? Tiny Dents. No, isn't it Tiny Dancer? Tiny Dancer, working for money. Is that the one? I don't know. It's by the guy with the glasses. Oh, no, I'm totally off. Anyway, tiny dents can be a problem. Not in your head. This is in your car. Okay. Attracting dirt and dust and debris. Encourage rust growth. So if you have a, a dent that doesn't have broken a broken paint. Okay. Well, maybe you could do it even if the paint was broken. You get a plunger. I've heard of that. And you shove it on your car. Uh-huh. And you get it on there and you, you pull it out. Yeah. And you think? You think? No, no. I think they do that in the auto body shop, but I don't think it's a toilet plunger. I think it's something, <laughs> something much, much better, much stronger. But then again, it'd be fun to try. I know. I'll try that on Mark's truck. Oh my gosh! <laughs> oh, this poor man. All right. Hollywood moved from New York to Los Angeles to escape Edison. 
Edison? Edison's patents. Hollywood is globally recognized as the movie capital of the world, yet it wasn't always so. The movie industry was originally based in New York in the 1800s, which was close to New Jersey, and New Jersey was where patent master Thomas Edison was based. Edison had patents on over a thousand different things, including most of the technology needed to make high-end movies. And boy, did he flex on his patents. In short, if you wanted to be in the movie business, you basically had to go through Edison. So the independent filmmakers chose an alternate option, flee, and that's what they did. They moved to California to an area of the county, rather country, where the judges weren't as friendly to Edison and his patents and where the wheels of copyright law would no longer roll over them. Brilliant move. Mm-hmm. Brilliant move. Like, like we've said before, he did not invent everything that he had a patent on, but mm-hmm. he was a patent stealer. I mean, he loved to get patents. To get the patents. So, mm-hmm. so I wonder what, who suggested, hey, let's just get out of town. I don't know. And go to California. I don't know. Good move. Mm-hmm. So a horrible thought is that your car is in water and it's sinking and you're in it. Oh, gosh, yeah. A sinking car is one of the most frightening situations you can find yourself in. Staying calm and following these simple steps can make all the difference in the world. First, you want to quickly roll down at least one window before the car is completely submerged so that you can climb out or open a door. Secondly, you want to make sure that you can quickly access your seatbelt release so you can free yourself easily. If you're not able to roll down a window, you can use, this is called a roadside hero. It's a hammer that's specially made with a tip that will break car glass. Okay, yeah. I actually have one in my car. It's a window breaker. Um, as a hammer to break the nearest window. The Don't window they have breaker the knife too with one of the things for cutting the seat. Yes. Out? So the window breaker has yes has a a, a knife on the side mm-hmm. that's like a little hook and you grab the seatbelt and you can you can open it and you can climb out. Make sure to hit the corner of the window rather than the center. You will hopefully never have to do this, but it's always better to be prepared. The corner rather than the center. Yeah. I don't know why. Maybe it huh. breaks better. Hmm. Yeah. But okay. A, Kind of a depressing thing to talk about. It is, about. kind of, yeah. <laughs> but who knows? In you ancient know. Greece, wearing skirts was manly. Yes. In fact, the American Greeks viewed trousers as effeminate and would mock any men who wore them. But that's what they wore. The Greeks, the early Greeks? No, mm-hmm. they wore skirts. They wore skirts. Mm-hmm. Like the kilts, I guess. Like the kilts. I don't think I would like that now. <sighs> it's kind of cold out there. Yeah. I don't even wear a skirt. I haven't worn a skirt in so long. Yeah. Maybe in the summer I wear dresses, like sundresses. But then I'd have to show my arms, and I don't like to do that. You get the short the sleeve like sleeve things. Well, yeah. They should make dresses that you can Velcro a sleeve onto, any any sleeveless dress. It's how to get old. <laughs> <laughs> We're all headed in the same direction. We're all right. all headed there. All, all right. right. So, did you come to it a thought about which one was the real news? Well, I was hoping it was the elephant. Okay. Animal rights activist wants to marry a chimpanzee solely for the purpose of protecting a zoo chimp named Betty. Elephants deserve legal personhood to help them from further exploitation. 
But elephants could really become legal persons and probably should, as reported by NBC News on November 13, 2017. Legal persons. Legal persons. How can an elephant be an illegal person? Well, it's better than being an illegal person. (laughs) That's correct. I'm sorry. I should not have said that. I take that back. I am a horrible person. Oh, oh. Oh, you didn't mean that anything by that. No. But I just hope someday they don't take humans and make us an elephant legal elephant. I had another one about (laughs) elephants that was pretty gruesome and I didn't read it. So there you go. Uh Uh-huh. Was it? uh, They were used to torture and execute criminals. Step on them? Like step on them and lay on them? Partially, yeah. And throw them around with And they would put swords on the the tusks. And, I mean, you you name it, baby, they did it. Oh, gosh. What a note to end the show. I know. (laughs) Hey, we'll be back next time. With nicer news? No. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Views and opinions on this program are those of the hosts and not those of PCTV or WTBR.